Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Jennifer. And this is Corey. And welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. We are recording this on January 8th of 2018, and we thought that it might make sense to have a conversation about um, some simple things that you can do right now to get your marketing goals set for 2018. You know, it sounds easy enough. You know, I want to lose weight. That's always one of my goals. I'm going to be a better person this year. I'm going to spend more time with my family. Um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, we all set goals for the new year, but for most of us by March, you know, or even sooner, these goals might become a thing of the past. And the same thing applies um, to the objectives that you set for your marketing of your medical practice. You know, if you want 2018 to be the year that you attract and retain more patients, and maybe you add more doctors, you take a bite out of that giant hospital that is devouring the small independent practices, then you need to set goals that um, that make sense for your practice. Wouldn't you say, Corey? Yeah, absolutely. And and it's funny you mentioned, you know, like losing weight and spending time with family and everything like that. And, and I think what would, if you had to ask anyone on the street and you say, well, what happened to your New Year's resolution? They'd say, well, life got in the way. And I think the same thing happens to medical practices. You say, well, I'm going to get more patients or I'm going to go to more events or whatever the case may be. But what happens is, you know, life gets in the way and then you get kind of stuck in your day to day tasks and then you lose sight of your goals. And before you know it, it's April and you haven't accomplished anything. Yeah, no kidding. Um, (laughs) I take the time between Christmas and New Year's every year to not go to the office, but to use time from a planning perspective. And that's um, the time that I set aside for myself to set, you know, my own goals, but my, my goals with the business and, you know, the goals that I think matter to our clients. And, um, you know, I try to base it on kind of three different things. And the first one is I like to set goals that are highly measurable so that, you know, I can adapt based on the return on investment, the dollars that I'm putting into something, but also, you know, set goals that, set goals that I know that you know I can watch them day to day, week to week, month to month, and I can make adjustments based on that exact number that I'm putting in there. So for me, it's all about measurable goals that I can adapt based on return on investment. I think it's really important to drive home that the goals have to be measurable because when they're not and they're just sort of pie in the sky, big picture, they're so much harder to determine if you're actually reaching them and you're, or if you're setting milestones and then accomplishing those milestones on the way to making whatever the goal is. So, you know, for most practices, it's probably something like I want to increase the, either the number of patients or maybe a certain type of procedure or maybe reduce turnover in employees. But if you're just saying those things, it's a lot harder to actually throw the dart and hit the bullseye. Whereas if you say, I want to decrease turnover by 20% in the first quarter or the first six months, whatever, then you at least have a number that you're aiming for. And because it's highly measurable, you can kind of, like you said, Jen, you can sort of adapt and change things to make sure that you're actually doing those things. 
Absolutely. And I think that another way to do it, and one thing that I'm doing with us this year, is we're setting, you know, we've got our goals that we want to hit by the end of the year, but then we're breaking it down into quarterly goals, which then can break down into monthly and weekly goals. And those weekly goals have um, KPIs that we can track during our weekly kind of staff meetings, just to say, like, are you on track to hit your number or are you not on track to hit your number? Because the way that um, the feedback that we receive in those weekly meetings are what dictate whether or not we're going to hit that end goal at the end of the year. Yeah. And so speaking of KPIs, I think that's that's uh, number two here. So number one is to have these measurable goals. And how do you do that? That kind of leads right into number two is to have these key performance indicators. And like you said, we kind of revisit those weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever the case may be, depending on what the goal is. But we want to make sure that either we are incentivized for those things or if it's something that you're doing with your staff, that they are incentivized to also meet those KPIs and kind of, you know, you're working together towards achieving these highly measurable goals. And you do that by setting these KPIs and then sort of checking them off the list as you're able to hit them or adjusting as you're trying to hit them. And I think as you move through the cycle and you're trying to hit these goals, uh, having these KPIs to show you specifically how you're doing, um, they'll change the way that you do your marketing. Absolutely. And I think for me, at least, I'm a very goal-driven individual. I'm driven by numbers. Um, so for me, you know, having a KPI out there, you know, having that and having a carrot always drives me a little bit more, um, you know, I'll adjust what I'm doing based on those KPIs and knowing that there's an ultimate goal in place. You know, I think the third thing that practice managers need to be thinking about is it's one thing to put, you know, a number out there and then to incentivize your staff or measure your staff with KPIs. Um, but the third thing that you really need to do when you're putting together your marketing goals for 2018 is to include a budget to help you achieve these goals. You know, if you don't have a budget, then you're just kind of putting it out there and talking about it. You know, you have to have a budget to back things up. That can be a scary word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Certainly will. Having a budget. Yeah. And I will say it's it, it's a scary word, but it's one of the reasons um, for our listeners, we just went through some strategic planning and actually set up our new client accounts moving forward. That monthly service fee that clients are paying for marketing of their medical practice actually includes a budget in it. And we did that because we know that we can't be successful in what we do and our clients can't be successful in getting what they expect out of their marketing unless we put dollars behind it to make them successful. So we actually rolled it into our new service line offerings specifically because we know you have to have a budget and it's hard to keep going back to the well asking for more water. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we're seeing and and, uh, some experts are saying right now is that from a social media standpoint and even from uh, somewhat on an organic traffic standpoint when you're trying to drive people to your website, that stuff's sort of dying in favor of having this paid traffic. So as essentially, and we've talked about it in previous episodes before, Jen, but you know, we're playing in someone else's sandbox. And if they decide to turn off the well and say, well, we're not going to give you any more free traffic, well, suddenly you have to pay for that. And suddenly you need a budget. So that's where all of this comes into play. And if you really want these things from a digital side to be pers- uh, to be successful and hit your KPIs and ultimately reach your goals, then you're going to need a budget to do so. Yeah. And I think the best time of the year to get your budget is at the beginning when you're putting your strategy together. 
Yeah, absolutely. So the more specific you are in setting the goals, the easier it is to attain them. So if you are, if you take step one, where you're um, setting a very measurable goal, it makes step three that much easier when you have to come up with a budget because you know the number that you're trying to hit. So you're not just saying, well, I think I need $10,000. That sounds high enough, right? You're hitting the nail on the head. So let's recap. So the first thing you need to do is you need to set highly measurable goals that you can adapt based on your ROI. Second thing that you need to do is you need to have some KPIs or key performance metrics that get visited on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis and that are tied to something that actually matters, like incentives for your staff. And the third thing, and I would argue one of the most important things, and all of them are are equally important, is that you need a budget to help you achieve these goals. Because if you don't have a budget, then it's just you talking about it and not actually having a plan to achieve it. So maybe if we could, Corey, just real briefly, why don't we walk through kind of what um, an example of what an effective marketing strategy might look like, you know, related to having a goal, having the strategy, maybe some tactics that you might go through so that our listeners can kind of be thinking about it. So I'm going to be the practice manager in this exercise. And I'm going to say that, you know, the goal this year is going to be to increase patients by 10%. And let's assume that right now we are seeing 100 patients per month for easy math. What is the strategy that you would use here? I like the easy math. I do appreciate that. Um, the, the strategy that I would use, I, I think one of the most cost-effective and affordable things would be to use some sort of digital advertising to get in front of these patients at the right time with the right message. So essentially, we want to use either, and this will go into the tactics. So the tactics, we want to use either Google AdWords or Facebook advertising to get in front of folks when they're actually, you know, searching either for your practice or for a symptom or for a, a physician or a surgeon that can treat something that they're going through right now. We want to make sure that the practice shows up when the people are looking for them. And that means they're ready to make an appointment. They have an intent and they just need to be kind of directed toward the right solution, the right practitioner. So based on your strategy of using digital advertising to get in front of the right patient and your tactic of using um, digital ads, and I would say that in the tactics when you're setting your strategy and your tactics, you want to make sure that you have some flexibility so that somebody like you know your ads manager can be fluid so that if the opportunity this week is on Facebook, but ne- next week it's on AdWords, or maybe, you know, there's a new competitor that comes into the area and they're jacking up the prices, but, you know, because it's all a bidding war, you know, that your, your person, you know, boots on the ground ad manager has the flexibility to use their digital advertising budget across different mediums. So based on the idea that you're going to use digital ads, you know, how would you come to whatever conclusion for how much budget you need in order to achieve that 10% growth. Yeah, so there's a lot of tools out there that'll help you kind of figure that out. But really, um, what you have to consider from like a high level is that obviously not everyone that sees these things is going to click on them. And Google actually does a really good job. And and there's some other uh, third party like independent studies that say roughly for healthcare ads, it's uh, like 5% or so of people that see them or are going to click on them. So what you would have to do is you'd set your budget and say, okay, so I know that I want to reach X amount of people and I know that 5% of them are going to click on it. And from that 5%, we can assume, let's say two to 3% of those people are going to convert 
into actual patients. That's what the math will tell us. So in this example, we're going to say that if we had $175 per month um, to reach these 10 new patients, we would like back into that number and find that it would cost $17.45 per conversion. And we'll say a conversion is an appointment request. So we know that to reach our KPI of 10 patients per month, it would take $175 to do that, knowing that the conversion is about 18 bucks a patient, so $17.45 per patient, which, by the way, is a great number because we know from uh, you know, a lifetime value of a patient is oftentimes much, much higher than that. Absolutely. So it sounds like the days of throwing money down the advertising black hole might be over. And, you know, with our new era of targeted, responsive, results-driven medical marketing that you actually can see if your $175 per month is bringing those patients in or not. Yep, absolutely. And before we go, I want to make sure uh, to mention to check out the InsightMG.com website. And you can download your free copy of the 2018 Medical Practice Marketing Strategy and Template. That's a big comprehensive guide that we've got together um, for you guys. And it explains everything that we just talked about in much more detail. And it also has a template where you can fill it in and uh, do it yourself. Awesome. Yeah, the worksheets alone, I think, are worth the free download. And don't worry, we're not going to try to sell you on anything when you go to download it. It's literally the blueprint that we use to build effective marketing campaigns for our clients, which are independent medical practices, and it's our gift for you. But make sure you check it out because we're only going to have it up until the end of the first quarter, and then it's going to go away until 2019. Well, with that, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. And um, as always, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.